see what happens here. Ooh, that is not good. Oh my God. <laughs> Lord, I can't roll for shit. Woo, three. I think that's good. But remember, we're really good at making games harder than they need to be. Hello, and welcome to House Rules, the podcast that explores all things rules-related with your favorite tabletop games. Questions, clarifications, best, worst, and some that just need a tweak. So join us as we explore the House Rules. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of House Rules, a proud member of the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network. I'm Commander Scott, and joining me today, we have Houston, not Houston, not Houston, totally not Houston. No, he is not here. <laughs> I'm just so used to that. Wow. Okay. You want to start over and take two? I don't want to start over. I want to keep going from where we're at, because I think this is okay. hilarious. Uh, I have Jeremiah... As you just heard. Hey, hey, not Houston. Uh, yeah. Yes. Me. Yes. Jeremiah's name is now not Houston. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jamie E. We do not have uh, a full, uh, uh, I don't know what to call the Jamie's right now. A full uh, duo or duet yes, of Jamie's? Yes. We, don't, we do not have a full duet of Jamie's uh, the, uh, this week. Uh, so we have Jeremiah and Jamie E joining me on today's episode. How are we doing now that I've completely botched this intro? That's one of the best ones you've had so far. What are you talking about? <laughs> we are doing well. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so today I wanted to discuss, uh, the board game, um, blood rage. Uh, which I've got it pulled up on uh, Board Game Geek here right now. It came out in 2015 for two to four players, published by uh, Cool Mini or Not, as some people call it. Uh, uh, CM, CM Non, CM, CMON, CMON, that's what they call it, CMON. Um, and uh, we had opportunity to play this just recently, and I believe that was your all's first playthrough of the game, correct? It was. Correct. Yes. Um, one of the things that I've always wanted to talk about on this game is a, is a house rule that I've had uh, concerning the, the Gods expansion, uh, specifically for this game. But before we get into that... Um, what was your all's initial take on the game? Um, uh, did you there, was it a yes or no? Uh, like dislike? Well, I, I think we both enjoyed the game, mm-hmm. but I, from my personal experience, you and I have talked about it for quite some time, Scott. And I was reluctant to play it because I didn't think I would like the Ragnarok aspect of the world being destroyed as you played. That seemed really unappealing to me. Really. I did, but what, what, as we played, I realized that I had it misunderstood. It actually added to the game, not take a, took a, not didn't take away from it. So, I liked it. I did too. I thought it had some neat mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, Ragnarok was a good was a cool party. It was fun. My guys all wanted to die. Yes, yeah. That's what that's one of the things that you kind of got to get into. I, I think with this game is you want your people to die. You don't want them to live through a round. Well, unless you're planning planning for the next round. Unless you're planning for the next round, yes. That that is true. And and, and I, I erroneously had described this game to you all before we played as worker placement. Um and it and I 
is not worker placement. I did that because one of the core mechanics is you're taking your characters, your 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 tribe of Vikings from your clan, and you're bringing them into the world, and it feels because you're placing them on the board, but you're not mm-hmm. placing them to take an action. It, it's it's area control. Correct. Yeah. And and your area it decreases as the rounds progress and Ragnarok's occurring in different parts of the world are being consumed. Yeah. Or annihilated. Um, eaten by Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> oh, wait. That's Marl. Sorry. <laughs> I think you're, you're crossing uh, genres here. <laughs> um, so... One of the expansions that there is with this game is the, uh, uh, the, the the gods expansion, where you have Odin and Thor and Freya and... Uh, uh, Loki. Loki and uh, uh, what's the... Uh, uh, Heimdall and... Yeah. And everything. And... The mechanic of it, and, and I dislike this, this this upset me. I tried playing with this once or twice, and it never worked very well, was you're supposed to shuffle up the, the god cards, and you draw two of them. So out of however many cards you have, um, you only get two. And then you place those two gods, you know, in the world, and... Um, when a player... They give a, they give a situational conditional modifier for that, that land they're in. Yes, so the land that the god is in... Uh, if there's... Hang on. Really? Really? We're doing that? Okay. And you're just going to throw things around the studio. Yeah, that, that would be my cat. One of my cats. He likes to climb on stuff he's climbed on many, many times before. Nothing has changed. You don't need to go investigate. Um, <laughs> and... Um, Anyway, so they give a combat modifier uh, when combat occurs in the region with the god. And the goal of it is, or what you're supposed to do, is when a, when a player takes a pillage action uh, in a region, they are supposed to take a god and move a god from one region to another. So you have the god, you have the two gods that you have in the game constantly moving around the world and stuff like that. And what I found in the two playthroughs that I had with that is invariably people always forgot to move the gods. I um, can see that. Like literally, <clears throat> you're so caught up in what you're doing that you forget. Oh, that's right. I got to take this god and I'll move him over here, or I'll move him over this way, or whatever. You know. And so I found that, and, 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 and I like all the gods. Like, the minis look cool, the artwork on the mm-hmm. cards look cool, the, the abilities are great and everything. So I just said, screw it, you know what, we're just going to play with all of the gods all of the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I place all the guards, uh, guards, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> messing everything up. Understand. Yeah, um, I place all of the not Houstons, uh... All, all of the gods on the board, uh, uh, as close as I can to the, the placement rules, um, I think there's one that you have to fudge. Um, but, and I just forego the movement. Like, just, just you just place them randomly, and once they're there, they're there. Don't have to worry about them moving. Oh, it, it played well. I mean, 
Yeah, and I like the fact that each of the different realms gave a, a different ability. It helped me out quite a bit. Well, but that's what I was going to say. The one thing is, is that you quickly realized that the one that you were next, you was next to, had a very good power, and so you planned ahead so that you would be there the next round. Yes. And to take advantage of that, whereas if, if the gods moved, constantly moved, you would have to... I wouldn't be able to utilize that strategy as effectively. As effectively. Yes. That was the only thing. I mean, like, I <clears throat> I can see the argument for having all the gods out. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd have to play it. I understand that you often well, forget, but I, I think I'd have to play it where you did move the gods just to see how you try to use that as a strategy. Well, even if you still used them all, couldn't you just move them around, shuffle them again? Yeah, but at what point? And and I think that's it. You know, I think this is one of those games that you're not going to remember the first few times, but once you get a better handle on your on the cards and your board and the 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 initial strategies, I think you wouldn't necessarily forget the gods after that because you would try to use them to set yourself up. Well, I definitely did. But they weren't moving for me. They were stationary and static. So. Right. That was what I was talking when I mentioned earlier about surviving to a new era. When I did that, I knew where I wanted to be. Right. Well, and that's an interesting you know, aspect that you bring up that honestly hadn't come up yet. Uh, since I developed the house rule of playing with all the gods, but I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is that, you know, like like you said, if um, every time the gods reset. So what if we what if we made the gods, like so you set up the game, you set up the board for the number of players, and then you set up uh, the gods. And everything, and they were for a round, and the redistribution of the gods, um, basically became became an end of round thing, instead of a per player pillaging thing. I think that would work. I think it could work. A little simpler. Then, then it would then it would uh, stop somebody from you know, like Jeremiah was doing, like, hey, you know, this is a really great ability, and it's going to help me a lot if I have a lot of people here going into the next the next age. Yeah, that's what I did. I basically set up so that you'd have to do something phenomenal to take me out of it. Now, what did, um, remind me again, is there enough, is there a god for each region? I mean, not, I know not the center, but isn't there some on the outside that don't have one? Yes, I don't think there was enough for every area. Yeah, there, there's not quite enough for every area, but in a four-player game, in a four-player, well, in a three-player game, in a because you because yeah. the base game goes up to four players. There's okay. an, there's an expansion for a fifth player, and I think that even if you're playing with fifth uh, five players, I think all the gods will still be on the board. Okay. I think, but I've never played a five-player game before, so I don't know. <clears throat> I would think I would think that if you wanted to try to house rule it and try to keep the gods out, that you would want to have all of the locations to where that it's possible that a god goes into a spot that's already been destroyed or that isn't in play because of player count, and therefore 
isn't in use because that would add a dynamic to it as well. Yeah, take them off the table for an era around. Mm-hmm. You can see that. Or maybe not the ones that aren't played because of player count, but the ones that have been destroyed. Because, you know, like Freya was in the one that was got destroyed first, so she could only be utilized that very first round. Yeah, didn't have an opportunity to use her again. Right. But, you know, if you rotate, then it's possible one of the others that you had planned on utilizing goes into a destroyed realm. I don't know. I like it. So, I think we should try it. So so what you're saying is uh, when you go into the next age, um, then you should randomly draw for each active region um, a, a card, you know, to, 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 to determine which god is there. But when you're drawing, all of the gods should go back into the pool. Correct. Yes. So, but not just when you say active region, uh, you I mean destroyed regions too. Just active in the fact that it, however, whatever regions you had starting out well, that way, that way in the third era, you might have several gods that are unavailable, right? Because they, they went to the destroyed regions or just off the table for all intents and purposes, right? So, so you wouldn't want it to be like so you set up the gods, right? And, yep. mm-hmm. and one of the gods is going to be in the region that's going to be destroyed this this era. Right. So you wouldn't want it to be that at the end of that era, when that region is destroyed, that god is also destroyed and taken out of the running. Correct. So, yeah. so every turn, yeah. Rotation, I have a chance of at least. Right. <clears throat> now, when we played, we kept one whole providence out. Right, so I'd keep that one whole providence out, but when we redistributed, and you short one more province again. Um, well, you are, but I mean, <clears throat> you wouldn't act like you are because you would just redistribute just like the game was starting. Well, look, that'd be good. That way, you have a chance to get the other ones back out, or a, a mm-hmm. better one that could not be available. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And something else I noticed in the game that I didn't have much use for was the fjords and the in the ships. Oh, My see. actions were more valuable. I didn't have opportunities or really need to put them out. Well, see, I love my ships, and, and I love sending my ships into fjords to die. Um, but also, it seems like every time I've uh, played the game and stuff, I get the cards that, you know, give you more points. For ships being destroyed. Yeah, see, I didn't get any of those, and the ships, I had more important actions to do. I couldn't waste them on getting ships out. Right. Well, I do think it, that's dependent upon cards. Yes. You know, and I think, you know, because like other stuff was, you know, I had a strategy at one point. I don't remember what it was, but I just know that the the card draw made me look at it and say, okay, new plan. I do like that, because it gives you an idea of what cards are in play. That's true. You may not see them all, but you get to, after the first rotation, you do. You've seen most of the cards that are going to be in play. I know. I had that one hand though. Gosh, it was awesome on the draw. I wanted to keep every single one of them. It was an awesome hand. <laughs> <clears throat> you can't tell me it wasn't. I put them in order, and oh, yeah. you all took them just exactly how I said. These are the most important. Well, you're correct. They were awesome. Um. Yeah, that's one of the mechanics that I like in this game. Is the card drafting? 
Um, because the game only goes for, what was it, three ages? Is it three? Three ages. Three ages. And they played fairly quick. Yeah. Um, and stuff. Uh, personally, the, the, the expansion and everything that I dislike the most, or like the least, however you want to say it, um, is the Mystics. Because I've never really gotten a lot of use out of the Mystics, but uh, Jamie, I know yeah. you you used your Mystics quite a bit in this this last game. Yeah, I had cards that was supposed to help. I don't know that it really did, but I mean, I just I got the cards to be able to to use them. Um, I never got one in play or had the cards. I think I had both my Mystics in place because I got the cards yeah. to do it. And, you know, I figured that they would be helpful. Although, I never quite got it right for the whole fighting, dying, whatever, order of operation in order to to maximize your your points. Um, Well, Scott kept filling up all the Ragnarok territories. These people, they would die gloriously. We couldn't get in on the action. Yeah, my goal was to try and hoard... All of the the the, the territories that was going to get destroyed with Ragnarok, um, but it, well, ultimately it didn't it didn't pay off because I didn't win. Who did win, Jeremiah? Me. Of course you did. <laughs> what was the spread on it? Do you remember? I. It was pretty close, right? It was pretty close. I mean, I was I was up by seven or eight points, and you guys were neck and neck. Yeah. And, and and I tell you what, so this game to me uh, is probably one of the most well balanced games board games I've ever played. Uh, and I say this because I've played several games and I have never had a quote unquote runaway winner. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, I, huh? I scored some good points, but I didn't pull really far ahead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and 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 like you said, Jamie and I were neck and neck going into it, and I even made a huge mistake in in, in the first age. I I had messed something up, but I forget what it is now. But I got a, I got good card draws in the first era. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, and and even even though you had good card draws, you you weren't a runaway. You you were within no. like six points of us, <clears throat> five or six points of us. You know, if if we did find that that was a problem, you could do it so that the person with the lowest score could choose to draft two cards at once. See, but then you're getting to the catch-up mechanic, and the balance gets squirrely with those. I know. Well, the the problem. Yeah, no, and and I like that. Uh, It's a good idea. I like the idea of a catch-up mechanic because I love catch-up mechanics in games. Uh, in fact, we played one this past weekend that I think had a really good catch-up mechanic. Um, yeah, a podcast on that one. Yep. Yeah, and um, um, but the problem with what you suggest is the the person who's farthest behind or whatever, um, be able to draw two cards or draft two cards, is that now you you lose the symmetry of the card drafting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's pretty you, distributed right now. Yeah, players getting an opportunity to get good cards. Well, not not only that, just the just the logic of uh, like if you know if Jamie draws. So right now it's it's we all draw we all draft one card and we pass. 
We draft one yeah. card, then we pass. Then we draft a card, then we pass. All the way up until everybody has so many cards. Um, yeah. So if one person gets to draft two cards, then their count is different. Well, no, you would still in their in their draw at the same number of cards because there are cards left over because you draw like seven cards, but you only draft five. Yeah. So if a person could draft two at once, they would end around earlier than everybody else. Right. In the draft. In the draft. And I would say that they could that they that they didn't have to draft two, but that they could draft two at any point during the draft. That way, if their first set of cards is the poo, then you have the chance to see what the, get the other hands of cards and pull two at any point. And then they would just, they would still have five. They, their draft would just be early. They would just have the benefit of <clears throat> a little extra planning or symmetry. I don't know. That's 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 quite interesting. I, I see where you're going. I would have to play test it to see how practical it would be. Well, if you know, if there's not a big number spread between the winner and loser, then there's not really a need for it. No. You know, that would be something like if going into round three you were so many points behind, then maybe consider it. You have to do a lot more testing. Well, oh, yeah. Well, once again, oh, yeah. once again, um, this game. So, and, and I, I may have relayed this story uh, before or not uh, on the show. I'm not sure, but I was I was teaching this game to three other people once who had never played before, um, and of course I had played two or three games, so I understand or understood a little bit about how to score and 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 what to look for. Uh, so for the entirety of the game, I was the front runner scoring wise going into at the end of age one, at the end of age two. But then at the end of age three, um, once we done, we, we were finished and we, we finished the final score tally. Um, I did not win the game. I lost the game by one point. Uh, one of the other players came from behind to pull ahead of me by one point. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. It was it was one of my my favorite experiences in tabletop gaming because when you can have that happen, I think it's a it's a it's a testament to the game itself that it right. is well balanced. And you can you can have a mistake in age one or age two, uh, and it, it it not completely derail your ability to win the game. So you, you can always make up in the next age for whatever mistakes you may have made in previous ages. And see, and see, in games that aren't built like that, you're missing you're missing how you have to catch up. You just have to kneecap the other players. Like reach over the chair, smack on the legs, get distracted, move the pieces around. <clears throat> well, you know, like we said, this game, I don't know that it needs a lot of house rules or whatever, but our, our podcast is house rules, so we just always, <laughs> you know, give suggestions for how it could possibly, we may totally screw harder. right, and we may totally screw up the game by by doing that. But you know, it's just suggestions, yeah. just thoughts. Very true. As a zombie side, we recommend only playing with half the line zombies. <laughs> yes, because you never want to win Correct. that game. Never, you never want to win. win. Nope. <laughs> you exactly. want to struggle to the point of frustration and, and rage quitting. Yes, <laughs> exactly. If you buy zombie side, go ahead, take your standard zombies, take half of them, just go ahead and throw them out. You don't need them. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Seven games in when you haven't won one, you flip the table. <laughs> yeah. And hey, what's this bag of zombies for? Why <laughs> you? <laughs> God, my great. thing about this game, these are the things that I wonder. I wonder, I mean, I don't remember things. So the risk is, isn't very minimum with me, but you two um, really get good at remembering the cards mm. that are available and um, strategies and stuff like that. My, my question for this game is, is long-term playability and would it become a min max, you know, like where you're looking for specific cards because you know, specific. Eventually I would think yes, but it takes a lot of plays, a lot of experience to get to that point. Okay. Well, that's with most games. And, 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 and I would agree that this game lends itself to min maxing. Mm-hmm. But it's the card drafting mechanics that offset that min maxing. So yeah, you I get, huh? I just I agree. Sorry. Yeah, you you can learn what the cards are because from age to age, the cards are kind of similar. They just kind of up in scale. Well, um, you gave us some advice when we first start playing to try to collect cards from one god or a couple gods. Yes. Not to spread across too many and to kind of keep a theme, which yes. helped. Yeah. Right, and then and then there was like two or three different types of cards, and not to spe- not yes. to just get one type of card because then you kind of hamstring yourself. Yes. And, that, and that was good advice. It, it was really good comes advice. down to what cards come up to. Yeah, and um, uh, but I completely lost my train of thought. Damn it. Well, there was one type of cards that added bonuses, right? Like to your players, like plus three or plus two and whatever. whatever. And I noticed, especially after the first round, that we did not pick those first Mm -mm. because we found that the that the gods, the upgrades, the other stuff, you know, those were the things um, that we found to be more to be more valuable and. I don't know. You could almost you could almost tell like what was going to come back around at some point. Um, yeah. Hmm. Very much got 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 to seeing the same ones that were like oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like okay, well, yeah, these aren't as important as as the other. Well, they they weren't as important in the game we were playing. That's true. But you add more players and different styles of play, I, I think the emphasis could shift. I agree with that. I could see that. I, I, so, area control. So, um, the middle, remind me again, what is this called? Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Um, there was um, resources. That you can get correct in the yeah. middle, right? Yeah, which helped yeah. a lot. Um, well, see, you say it helped you a lot. Well, I, I, and maybe it was just the cards and stuff in the way that I was playing, but I didn't actually see the big benefit of it. I had my rage maxed out in the first age because that. Oh, well, no, that's true because that's how you did that. Yep, and, and that is largely got, why you won. I got, I got fortunate. That when I went in, you all were concentrating on a territory, the one that was going to be the Ragnarok destroyed one, and I just spread my guys out. So when the battle happened in the middle, I just pulled everyone in the middle and had you outnumbered. True. 
and those resources give me a leg up in the second era that I was able to be ahead of you guys resource wise. Right. I do think you having the extra, all the, the maxed out rage is really what. And then going into the third age or era, I left my guys survived into the third one and I was set up to take advantage of several of the resources right off the bat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's another aspect you, you can't forget about, um, Increasing your different the with attributes, I guess it's is what it's called um, on your your clan. You know your rage, your other thing, right? Number of number of axes and uh, yeah, yeah. And those points are what helped me pull ahead at the end and win was that I was maxed out on two of them. Yeah. So I got extra glory or whatever it was. Yeah, mechanically speaking, this game is a wonderful game. I liked it. I liked the theme. Mm-hmm. I liked the god powers. Yeah. I'm going to play, play it again. It might even be uh, something we've been looking forward to putting our Amazon cart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, ideally, the, the, the biggest house roll that I've been able to come up with was the for the gods thing. Going from uh, just two to all of the gods and... Well, mine was to have them static. You just assign them and that's it. But after this last playthrough, uh, I really love the um, the idea of shuffling them uh, every round. Well, and you were trying to make it something simple. You didn't have to do an upkeep or maintenance on and forget to do it and then realize, oh, crap, we got to go back and do that. I still, I, I still maintain that after, if this was a game that you played semi-regularly, that it wouldn't take long to... to Develop a strategy you'd like. Yes, and, and you wouldn't necessarily forget it. Or you would hope that someone would forget it so that you could utilize the not forgetting it. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, well. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, I think that that's like, you know, there's ways that games like we played a game this weekend that had a extremely clear like what you do in order to do for points and different stuff and i'm not saying this one doesn't have it but the god thing where you forget it you know you would you would think that they could have some type of aid to help you remember um the fact that they don't suggest to me that maybe part of it is is the whole forgetting and and the people who don't forget get the benefit. Hmm. I would like to play it a couple of different ways just to see. And I'm going to play different player accounts. Yes. You know, that's always interesting too, because you never know what a game's going to feel like with a different player count. Correct. Because it can be a two player game, right, Scott? Mm, yes. So I, minimum. Well, yeah. It, 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 no, it's two player minimum. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I bet two player feels and plays different than four or five. Oh, I'm sure. I, I've not played it two player. I played three player and I played four player. I've yet to play two or five. Because see, Jamie and I end up playing a lot of games two player, and we really like to try them out with four or five or more players to see how different it is, and some are very different. And you know, it becomes a timing thing. Yes. You know, like it's amazing how much longer. A game can last yeah, when you add a player. Five minutes per yeah. player. Yeah, to yeah. the time. Uh, I don't know. That'd be 
try different player accounts and see how it works. Yeah. I think five player would be really interesting because then you would just, the board would be full. Well, the board was pretty full as everything wrapped up and you were fighting more because you had to be close to each other. Right. That's why I'm saying with a five player, with a five player count, it would really change how you have to strategize. I would love to play a five player game of this. I think it would be fun. I agree. I agree. So the game is awesome. We highly recommend it. And Scott's house rule, I don't know if we need it or not. But it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a good house rule. I mean, it's a fine house rule. It is an awesome house rule, and it is most definitely needed. Everybody in the world, when playing this game, needs to play with this house rule. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We haven't put enough rules to overcomplicate it yet, so we're not done. Well, we're going to do the drafting thing, which overcomplicates it and and unbalances it. So that'll make it harder. (laughs) I will win again. (laughs) Yes. So, So if you have less... Victory points that anybody else you get to draft you, you get to draft an extra card. Mm-hmm. At any point during the draft, but you can still only draft the same amount of cards as everybody else. But you need to get two of the good cards out of one pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, you're just drafting cards up to your maximum, and if it happens to be on the second draft, so be it. Right. Well, yeah, because your your hand may not have, you know, two great ones. Yeah. I mean, with the draft, there there usually is, but you, it may not be what you're looking yeah, there were for. A times or I would like to take in two or more and wouldn't go for them. Oh yeah, I'm telling you that one hand I had, I didn't I didn't want to share at all. I just <laughs> wanted to play with that hand. All righty. Um, I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about with Blood Rage. Well, I think we're in good shape on Blood Rage. I mean, it, we've hit the high points of the game, and we recommend it. It played well, played fairly quick. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the game is a good-looking game. I mean, talk about aesthetically. The the minis are well done. The, ta- the board is small and simple. I agree with that. And... It, I felt engaged the whole time. Like, yes. I didn't, you know, like, it wasn't a whole, like... It wasn't a lot of downtime. wasn't a lot of downtime. Um, you have it, to watch what the other players are doing, because you do have interaction combat. Right. And I don't remember, because I've slept since then, but, you know, I think, like, when Scott was explaining it, that I probably had that quizzical... I don't know what you're talking about. I have to fight the urge to say, <laughs> okay, let's just go ahead and play and see what happens. Right. But it was one of those things that once we started, it was simple to jump yes. in. I mean, you know, if, 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 if you play, I, I realize it's not a worker placement, it's area control, but if that's the type of games that you like and play, this will be pretty easy mm-hmm. to jump into and, and play, um, get the rules, understand. Yes. Um, and if you like the whole Norris mythology, it's steeped in it. Yep, Thor, Odin, Loki. Had dwarf chieftain ran out there. Yeah, we got, got a frost giant at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the monsters were a neat uh, addition. Yes, I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the monsters uh, uh, expansion. You know, that it gives you the the cards where you can. You can recruit a monster to to fight for your clan. He becomes a, a 
a unit that you can place on the board and stuff with his own unique combat rules that really screw a lot of normal folk over. They do. It was fun. We could talk about my um, Valkyrie and the wording on her card and how I um, beautifully argued that the wording suggested that I should get points pretty much no matter what. (laughs) (laughs) There there were a couple of uh, vague comments on cards, which might need some clarification, but that may just come Mm -hmm. from the practice experience as well. Yeah. Or, or like you said, the one time there wasn't an order of operations and events. Um, I was going to say something. I I forget what it was. That's okay. Uh, We're we're actually we're we're recording this late at night, and my brain is just not working completely. Sorry. Um, It is past nine thirty, so we're lucky we can speak coherently. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, but, uh, uh, so, uh, crap. There was something that Jamie said that I was going to elaborate on and I forget what it was. What, um, my beautiful argument for getting points no matter what? I don't know if it was that or not. I'll be honest, <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm so very sorry. Okay. It's all good. We we recommend the game. We didn't really need to tweak it much. We won't play it some more. So that's our glow, glowing review. Yeah. Um, the game has the game has wonderful mechanics between both area control for you know your miniature placement uh, in the areas uh, and, and and trying to provoke combat and dying gloriously in Ragnarok you know and everything, um, but it is it is a very well balanced game. Uh, even if it's your first time playthrough, you may not win, but you're not going to lose by much. Or you might win. Or you might win. Exactly. I've seen people, like I said, first time playthrough, they won. And by one point. Because the game is very well balanced. And now we just have to go inflict it. I mean, share it with Jamie B in Not Not Houston. Not Not Houston. Not Not yep. Houston. <laughs> um, well, we'll see how that goes. All right, so uh, I, I think we uh, I think we've covered just about everything we can cover with with Blood Rage with re- with regards to the the rules and everything. Is there is there anything else we would like to to throw out before we we wrap this up? I think we're good. Yep, I agree. We all good. Anyway, um, so I would like to thank you all for joining us. Um, if you would like, you can please feel free to drop us a line uh, about this game or any others. Uh, Miss Jamie, where can they do so at? HouseRulingGames at gmail.com HouseRulingGames at gmail.com That is our email address. Thank you. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at HouseRuling. That's, you know, a little different than the email address. And please check out Twitter. Scott really likes it, and he really enjoys it every time he gets a like or a retweet. Actually, I do. Um, <laughs> I I look on my device and I see the little heart or the little you know little retweet thing, and I'm like, ooh! And then I go look at it, and it's you that retweeted it, and I'm like, well, <laughs> you're welcome. 
Hey, I retweet too. You do. You do. And it's just as All of my free followers get to see it. Wait, our one listener. Oh, wait a minute. You two are my <laughs> followers. <laughs> Dang it. Um. Yes. Yes. Our entire social media presence is completely self-serving. Um. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, where can they find us on Facebook at? House Ruling Podcast. Mm, is it House Ruling Podcast or is it oh, House, House Rules? Rules. Oh. House Rules. Oh my gosh, do I know? I don't know apparently. <laughs> well, and I once once again, don't know. House. No, well, that ain't it either. <laughs> 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 yeah, House Rules admin page. <laughs> House Rules podcast is where we're at on Facebook. We have a number of different things because because like everything was taken on every different platform. We couldn't find one. It, it's bad. Bad mistakes were made. Mistakes um, were made. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you all again. You have been listening to House Rules, a proud member of the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast network be sure to like us all on facebook instagram and twitter at tn the number two m podnet and check out our other great podcasts until next time remember it's your house it's your rules <laughs> <laughs>